The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba. Presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now. 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Window World. What a beautiful Saturday morning. So happy to be here. Thanks for making us a part of your Saturday morning routine right here every Saturday morning on KTSA with the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Uh, I'm your host, Martin Bamba. So good to be with you. This is my buddy, Jim Smith. And we are here to help. And uh, we've got a jam-packed show for you today. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And, of course, it's all about you, your home improvement questions, your concerns, and anything we can help you with home improvement-wise on the show today. Get yourself a phone line early as they do fill up fast. 210-599-5555 is the number. 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on the conversation this morning with your home improvement questions. And uh, we would love to talk to you this morning. Brother, how was your week? My week has been good. It's 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 been an outstanding week i gotta now, I know say you, i know you were spending some time down uh helping out at the uh, at the coastal bend store again this past week uh how how were things down there uh beautiful beautiful sunshiny i hope yeah beautiful sunshiny hot hot oh, and man. sticky <laughs> yeah yeah summer is definitely upon us i don't think there's even a question anymore um we we, we got it we got this teaser of uh you know in, in early summer that we thought we were actually going to escape all these hundred degree temperatures but that uh that quickly evaporated oh there were days <laughs> down there where the heat index was hitting 107 108 it was it was insane man that's that is brutal you know and san antonio uh when we get hot like that it's it's certainly hot but whenever you couple it with the extreme humidity down there uh, it just it's just oppressive. It oh, yeah. really is. Walk outside and you're by the time you get to the car your shirt's soaked and you, you you've already drank just by having your mouth open, you've already drank a gallon of water. <laughs> it's it's insane. Well, and you know, we we uh talk a lot about replacement windows and the need for energy efficient building products in the wintertime. And uh and, and the thing that I've always said is and people ask, Well, why in in our neck of the woods in, in uh central and south Texas where it gets hot a whole lot more often than it gets cold why is it that people think about energy efficient products more after that first cold snap or after that first freeze and you know the the answer i give them is you can always turn that ac down a little bit more and cool off the house a little bit more albeit uh an energy inefficient way to do things and it's costing you lots of money to do it it allows you to put that out of your mind for just a little bit. But in the wintertime, if you have drafty windows or you're sitting by a window that has uh, you know, that, that thermal conduction coming through it in the wintertime, it doesn't matter how high you turn that heat up, you're still going to feel that cold chilling you. And, and I think that that's really the answer there. But what people need to understand is the summertime, in Texas especially, and especially in Central and South Texas, the summertime is what really and truly uh, wreaks havoc on your heating and cooling costs and, and really taxes your, uh, your, your heating and air conditioning systems during that time. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it, it's like we tell the customers all the time, the, um, with our windows, the solar zone elite, um, that is just, it just stops that radiational heat from the sun. That sun is just, it's horrible. Brutal. Well, and and you know uh, this this past week, uh, our our uh, sales manager had his home done with the uh, Solar Zone um, Extreme windows that we uh, that we sell. These are what we call our blue glass windows, uh, but Solar Zone Extreme is the name on them, and they are super high efficiency. Um, they cut out more radiant heat than any other window on the market, and and they're just phenomenal. And and he and his wife were just over the moon happy whenever they got these put in because they had a, a west side of their house that was just completely uh, exposed and the amount of heat that was coming through those windows was tremendous and uh, went over to his house uh, they couldn't rave enough about them they can sit next to those windows now without you know without feeling like they're being cooked alive it's it's just a, a really tremendously amazing product and uh, we'll talk more about that also on the subject of window world uh, we are very fortunate to have the president of window world corporate uh, is going to be joining us live today at uh, at the 9:30 after the 9:30 break Steve Camity president of window world corporate is going to be in to talk with us and chat a little bit about uh, some of our 
charitable organizations that we support nationwide and what those initiatives mean and how you can help out. Uh, also going to talk about uh, differences in the building industry in the time that uh, that he's been in this in this uh, business, and he's been in it a long time, dare I say longer than I've been in the business, and I've been doing this for over 25 years. So uh, Steve Kameny, uh is, is a good friend, uh, president of Window World Corporate, and we're really, really happy to have him in today after the 930 break. Uh, but as always, it is... It is all about you, your phone calls, your home improvement questions. So let's get right to it and get with Al. Al, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hi, good morning. How are you guys doing? Outstanding. How can we help you this morning, Al? Uh, yeah, uh, I had a uh, fly-by-night contractor come and do some repairs at my house, uh, uh, some sheetrock and some painting, and um, it ended up that he did a really you know, terrible job with the texturing of, of the uh, sheetrock and painting that on top of it. And so now I've got a, a lot of uh, the texture that's not even close to what, you know, the original texture was just like blobbed on there. And then I've got a bunch of thick paint on top of that. And so uh, I'm trying to get some ideas on how to uh, remedy that problem. Should I sand the, the paint down uh, and even the texture down to the point of, you know, getting down, you know, just to the, to the wall itself? Uh, or should I just, uh, just you know, retexture it myself and try to smooth it out, and then you know, shoot more texture on it from the spray cans. Those are those are good questions. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry to hear that you had somebody that came in and did less than than uh, professional work for you. Um, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 did you do any research on on this fellow before he came in and worked for you? Or did did you just happen well, to be re- told about well, him? Or? Well, the re- well, I was told about him. Um, I was told that, that that was his business. You know, he did that full time, and I got three bids. Uh, he came in with the lowest bid, which, of course, is not always the best bid, but it was like, you know, $400 lower than what everybody else was quoting me. And, you know, I, was, I figured since he was a full time guy that that was his full time gig that I would get a good, a good uh, product done. And, you know, but uh, apparently that wasn't the case. So it was a thousand dollars lesson learned. Wow. Uh, well, what I can tell you about texturing. And and, uh, and and sheetrock work and drywall work is that it's not easy to ma- match textures, especially if you're a weekender or, or you know, right. uh, for, for me, when it comes to drywall work, I can tape and I can float, but beyond that, I'm, I'm going to leave it right. to the professionals. I don't trust myself on texturing. There are some people that are very good at it. Uh, I, I am, right. in particular, am not. It's not my forte. So I know who, who to hire and when to hire them. Uh, we have an outstanding uh, painter and and drywall guy that we use for all of our work through Window World, and and he doesn't just work for us. He works. He, we sub it out to him. Uh, I'd be happy to give you his name and number off the air. Uh, I would okay. be hesitant to tell you to to try to match that texture yourself. If you were to try to to match the texture, though, yes, you do have to sand down uh, to smooth walls and start over because trying to texture on top of the texture, you're never going to get where you want to be. You're just going to have your walls looking like they're globbed on. Okay. Yeah, because I I watched a couple of videos, and, you know, some of them showed that you can just uh, get the compound and, you know, and run it it over the existing texture and then smooth it out and then, you know, reshoot it after that, you know, retexture it after that. So I didn't know if that was something that was really, you know, easily or... The more compound you put on the wall, the more texture you put on the wall, the more chance you're going to have for sloughing off. And especially if that's already been painted then the paint right. that is on the wall um, is going to have a, a propensity to peel anyway. So you put some oh, more okay. weight on it with the more mud and uh, more mud and more texture, um, you could have right. just pieces of it falling off the wall. Gotcha. Okay. So really my best bet is either to, like you said, uh, get someone, a professional to do it again, or to just sand it down to, to, to the board itself, you know, to the drywall. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that okay. you, you know, if you have some modicum of skill in that area, you can certainly give it a try. Yeah. The worst that could happen is it's, you know, just as bad as it is right now. Um, yeah, but, uh, uh, it's you know, better, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so there, you know, there's no harm in trying, but if that doesn't work out for you and, right. and you want to, uh, you want to, to get a professional in there that will do the job right. And I, I, right. there are very few, there are very few guys that I absolutely vouch for in the quality of their work. I, I'll, re- I will send people your way and I'll, and I'll, and I'll tell you about people, but my actual recommendation is very hard to get. Uh, this guy okay. I would recommend to anybody. And uh, and, and if okay. you need that, drop me a line at mbomba at windowworldtx.com uh, at that time, okay. and I'll send you that information, okay? 
Okay, then. Great. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks, Al. Thanks for getting things started uh, for us this morning. Uh, Mercy, you're coming right up, but Virginia, you're next up on the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Virginia. How are you this morning? Okay. Uh, I have two small filing cabinets that I got from a big box store, and the paint is really thin on there, and it's already starting to rust on the top. And uh, I, I have lung trouble. I can't spray paint it, but I thought if there's some way I can kind of repair the rust spots. And, and somebody told me what would look really good is get a matte color black vinyl tile, you know, flooring tile, and glue it on there. I'm just wondering, is that feasible? Would it rust into the tile more uh, and how to treat that rust before I, I do put the tile on it? Well, you know what, Jim? You can file this under one of the most unusual questions we've ever had yes, on the show. Yes, 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 it is. Now, Virginia, let me just say that first, yes, you need to treat the rust, but it's pretty simple to treat. Yeah. All you need to do is take those rust spots, um, hit them with a little bit of sandpaper, okay, just to knock just to knock the rust off of the surface. Um, uh-huh. If you're going to put the tile down on top of it, which is, a, by the way, a good idea. Um, I, I like mm-hmm. that idea. If you're going to do that, then once you sand those little rust spots down, cover the top of them with a little bit of clear fingernail polish or really any color fingernail polish you want to put on there. Uh-huh. That's going to seal it in and then put your tile right on top. Okay. I won't have to have, like, a, I, I hate to use a brand name, but they have something called Vaporust uh, to, to kill rust or it's just... Just if you, if you use that, if you use that, it's going to make pit holes in the metal. Oh, um, no, that's actually going to no. eat the rust out. Yeah, there, oh, there's no. also a product that's been around for years called Ospo, yep. and uh, and it's a, and it is a rust destroyer. But uh, as Jimmy uh, correctly pointed out, it's going to to pit out the areas because it's eating that rust. Okay. No, that. What is the best way to cut vinyl flooring? I thought maybe just you had the measurements and let. The uh, people cut it out for me, but I don't know if I'm strong enough to cut vinyl flooring. Uh, best way you can actually cut it with a pair of scissors, or you can cut it with a utility knife. Um, with a, uh, I prefer you to use some type of a metal straight edge when you cut it, but a metal yes. straight edge and utility knife works great. Yep. Uh, if, okay. you've got, if you've got an old paper cutter, paper cutter works great too. Oh wow, that's a good one. Thank you. you All betcha. right. Thank you, Virginia. We appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. Uh, We are going to get right back to those phone calls at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on the conversation this morning. And the phone lines are filling up fast. So get yourself one as we go to Mercy. Mercy, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, guys. I have two questions. But the first one is we had a roof, a metal roof put in last year. And we've had, they've had to come back and do some caulking. And I keep telling them that when it's raining, I've gone up to the attic and I can feel mist. And they're telling me that that's normal because of the roof bent, but that should not be normal because there's the uh, fiber up there and also the insulation, the air conditioning. It shouldn't be coming in, right? No moisture? No. Well, well, it, it shouldn't be, but, but let me say this. If it is a continuous ridge vent along the top of the edge of that roof and you have a yeah. sideways 40-mile-an-hour blowing rain, yes, you are going to get some mist in there. That's unavoidable. But isn't... Isn't that going to damage the insulation and the air conditioning? Not really. Not not if it's a small amount. Now, I mean, if you're getting a measurable amount of, of water in there, yeah, it's a problem. But if you're getting a small amount of mist, that is going to evaporate on the next hot day, and, and it's really not going to be anything to worry about because it, it gets plenty hot in that attic. Uh, now, if you have a true leak or you have water pouring in, that's a big problem. But okay. un- unfortunately, if you have a ridge vent, and you have a sideways blowing rain, and we've had a couple of those over the last few months, uh, it, that can happen. And the only way to stop that is to eliminate the ridge vent. And even then, if you have gable vents on the end of your house, uh, whirlybirds not so much, but then again, whirlybirds are ineffective. They, they only circulate about three square feet of, of air in your attic, so they're not doing the job they're supposed to do 99% of the time. So... If if that is just an anomaly and it only happens once in a while, and I assume that if you were up there and you were feeling that, this was in a very heavy rain, wasn't it? Uh, yes. 
Yeah, yeah, that is that is not anything that, if it were my home, I will tell you I wouldn't be concerned with it because that is going to happen on any ridge vent if you have a sideways blowing rain that, that is 30, 40, 50 mile an hour winds, and we have had that over the last few months. Okay, okay then. And my second question is, I need somebody to put in uh, the, the, the back doors to the sunroom, which are uh, French doors, and I can't find somebody over there between Natalia and Divine who's good at putting in, or handyman, actually. Uh, who, who is still doing handyman work out there, Jim? Do you, do you know, um, I'm trying to think, uh, Brendan Dubos could probably take care of something like that, don't you think? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, he could. Now, do you already have the French doors that you need put in, or are you yes, looking to I buy do. a French door? No, I already had a put, I mean, I already bought them. Okay. Why don't you Why don't you drop Jim a, a line if you don't mind handling this one, Jim? And nope, uh, not at all. And he he can get you the name and number of somebody that's a local divine uh, uh, guy down there that has done work for us in the past, and he'll do a good job for you. Okay, I can do that. Okay, you got that email? Uh, oh, no, give it to me. Go ahead. Jim. Uh, it's J Smith at windowworldtx.com. dot com. Thank you. Yes, okay. ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. Hey, let's get uh, let's get on to Madeline. Madeline, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. I have two problems. One problem is I got some birds up in my in one of the room, the walls from outside. How can I get rid of them before I have that wall sealed up? Wow, the birds are in the wall. Yes, they go in. I can hear them in the morning tweeting. They go out. Where, then when I at nighttime I, I don't hear them, you know. But do you live here in San Antonio? Yes. Call Apple Pest Control. <laughs> that I, 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 Martin, do you have any ideas on how to get birds out of the wall? Uh, I don't know. I, that's exactly what I would do. I'd call Apple Pest Control and I'd get them out there to take care of that for you. Um, and you're sure that they're in your wall? Do you have a chimney that's near that area? But what it is is there's a hole on the side of the wall that they uh, that open up. Oh, okay. So inside the hole on the side of the wall. Yeah, you absolutely need to to get a pest control company out there to help you out you, with that. You They'll stumped that. me, Madeline. I don't. I've never tried to come across a remedy to get birds out of a wall. I I don't know. <laughs> but I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Apple has has run across that in the past, and they'll be happy to help you out. Okay. Now the other question is, I it's upstairs. I have to run the water a long time for it to get hot. From, from the other side of the house. Is there anything oh, this, that I could put underneath the Yes. This is a much easier question for us, okay? Uh, what, what you need to consider putting in is a recirculating pump on your water heater. And what that does is you can set a timer on it, and for the highest usage, usage times of the day, in the morning or the evening, whenever you take your, your showers or whenever you're washing your dishes or what have you, uh, uh-huh. you can set it to circulate and push the hot water through the pipes and, and to your farthest sink or or, uh, or shower, and it will get the hot water there almost instantaneously. I've got it. In fact, I've got one of those on every single one of, of my hot water heaters. And I'll put this on the heater? It'll go on the heater? Yes, ma'am. It goes on the heater. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, the unit itself runs around uh, right around $225, $250. And it's extremely easy to install. You'll want to get a plumber to install it for you, Madeline. You don't want to do this yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, but it's not a difficult installation. And uh, I think installed, you're looking at around $600. Okay. All right. Okay. Any, any, any type of plumber or what? Just a regular? Uh, any, any plumber will be able to help you out with that. Of course, we've got uh, Quarter Moon Plumbing that, uh, that, that is on the station. We've got uh, Aramindia. There's, there's several other great plumbers out there. Uh, just get a good, reputable plumber. Tell them you want to put a recirculating pump on your water heater, and they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Thank you. Y'all have a happy Father's Day, you guys. Thank, Thank you, you Madeline. so much. Bless you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much. We appreciate you being a part of the show today. And uh, phone, phones are lit up. Uh, Judy, I know you've been hanging on a long time. Let's not keep you waiting any longer. Judy, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Um, I am trying to paint over non-paintable caulk. Well, it's, it's, it's not going to work. <laughs> that sounds like a mistake to me, Judy. 
Well, it, it's the it's the caulk around the window frame on the outside. They used a oh, siliconized caulk. Yeah, yeah. You, if you paint that, it, it will look great for about uh, a month or two, and then yeah, it'll start sloughing off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, it's kind of you, bubbling up. Yeah, you don't want to do that. What you need to do, uh, Judy, is is you need to remove that caulk. Go back I can't, in with a. I, I tried. That, that's okay. What I'm calling because okay. I I tried um, I tried um. What you do, Key? Mental spirits, and I tried, and then I went online, and somebody said to use a hair dryer on it to kind of, I guess, goo it up, and I did that, and then it just started scraping off. And this is it said to, it, it said to do that with silicone caulk. Yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah. Q and A thing. You can, yeah, you know, no. I came up with it. All the way to All get the silicone. Let me see exactly what it, I've got. The tube right here. All you need to what do is adhesive sealant. Oh, that's not even caulk. That's, oh, that's no. an adhesive. You put glue around the windows. Well, no. It, it was when the windows were installed several years ago. Um, it was um, that's what was used. It's an Does it say hundred percent silicone on it? Does it say one hundred percent silicone on it? Hold on, because it's got a ton. Okay. It, it does say um, it's Noflex multi some purpose adhesive sealant. Yeah, Novaflex is is a sealant caulk, but is it silicone or is it urethane? If it's urethane, it's paintable. No, it's not if urethane. It's, uh-uh. Okay, if it's silicone, I because I can stand to be around it. Okay, well here's here's the thing. You can you 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 don't need to use any of that. You need to take a utility knife. You need to cut the edge against the window and the edge against the wall or wherever it is that you're trying to paint the the outside wall. You cut it. And and uh, and then you remove it in strips. You should be able to peel it out once you've cut it loose from both of the adhesion points. You don't want to dissolve it. That's that's I've never heard of anything like that. That's that's a big mistake. Hmm. No, yeah, because it just goos, goops up. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It should what come out in strips. Would would like a a a, um, a regular caulk, you know, go over it, adhere to it. Is there anything the, that would adhere to it? I guess. Well, you no because well, I, I don't know. Do you think a urethane, uh, a, a siliconized urethane, would uh, adhere to that, Jim? The what only way think? the only way it would is if you got a lot of gaps in it. If you actually were able to peel out a lot of chunks and sections of it, so that the urethane had something behind that silicone to attach to. If you're just trying to put a layer of it on top of the silicone, it's going to do the same thing the paint did. It's just going to blister and peel right off. But if you can take your utility knife and, like Martin said, cut the edge of the window, the edge of the of the wall, whether it's brick or siding or what you have, mm-hmm. slice the edge of that and peel as much of it out of there as you can, whatever's left in there, yes, you can cover it because it's not going to cause it because it's all going to make a, a, a solid envelope. It's not going to cause it to, to flake off as long as it's got something back there to adhere to, you know, very often. Okay. Well then, I'll try the. I'll try and, and cut it away as carefully as I can. And you don't have to get all of it out of there. If there's a little bit of it left, as long as you've got a gap where the urethane will squeeze through that gap and catch the actual uh, window or the actual siding, then you're mm-hmm. going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You just need a mm-hmm. continuous gap if you can get it. Okay. Now, when when you say urethane, what are you talking a ur- about? A urethane acrylic is. It has the same flexibility and elasticity that you find in a silicone but it's paintable unfortunately i know you said something about the urethane the uh, the odor of the urethane that's really going to be an elastomeric urethane caulk is really going to be the only thing that you're going to put in there that's going to be paintable okay well and and if you get the right caulk uh it's going to have a low odor to it for instance uh osi makes a caulk that that has a very very low to no odor and it's paintable inside or out it's called osi uh, quad max correct martin Co- that's correct OSI, yep. okay osi quad max is the one that i would recommend okay all right thank you so much you're sure welcome thanks judy appreciate you being a part of the show this morning uh let's get to charlie charlie good morning welcome to the ktsa home improvement show uh good morning I have a question uh, about replacing a common retaining wall, common meaning that it's uh, my neighbors on either side are, uh, have the wall. It's a 30-year-old wall put up with railroad ties. They're shot. We're going to have yes, our, our portion put replaced by a licensed uh, general contractor who's pulling a permit 
The city is requiring structural engineering drawings as part of the permit process. The question that uh, I have is, in the process of removing the ties on my property, you know, they'll, they'll cut into those ties which are interlocked. Do I have any kind of exposure for the neighboring, uh, for the neighbor's portion of, their, of, the, of the retaining wall? Well, here's the first question that I, that I have for you, Charlie, is do you have a good relationship with your neighbor? Uh, they're PO'd. Uh, we uh, advised them that we were doing this. The contractor said, hey, everybody, it's shot on both sides. be a good opportunity to share in the common cost like the uh, trash uh, dipsy dumpster and the delivery charge and all that other kind of stuff. And they're angry because they weren't planning on doing anything about it for a few more years. So right, no. right. Well, now, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that's that's uh, that would be the optimum is if you had them in on it with you to help you out. That yeah. would be fantastic. In fact, one of the neighbors has gotten a letter, a repair letter, notice of repair, whatever the hell the city calls that thing. Uh, that you know, look, you're going to have to do something about this because it's falling down. <laughs> the ties are falling down on the sidewalk. So, um, anyway, well, uh, so, so do you live in an, in an HOA neighborhood? No. No. Okay. Uh, if you did, my, my next advice would be to call the HOA and ask them what your exposure is if you, if you okay. do that on a common line. Uh, you live in the city of San Antonio? Uh, actually, this is going to be up in Dallas, the city of okay, Dallas. Okay, city of Dallas. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. from what I know about exposure, and I'm not an expert, but from what I know, as long as your contractor is a licensed contractor and he pulls a city permit with engineered plans and the plans are approved by the city... You're then right. the exposure belongs to the city, not to you. Okay. Because they that, approved that, the plans. Uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. If, if, if they have any issues with respect to jeopardy to, you know, the neighbors and all that kind of stuff, I would think that they'd hold the permit up until those are... are, are exactly, and that's... You would, you would certainly think that, and, and just make yeah. sure that you're that your contractor is is uh, insured and licensed. Those, those are... He, 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 he is. And it sounds like that, yeah. It sounds like you've got all your bases covered, but I do know that the way, and I'm just speaking from plumbing uh, exposure, plumbing liabilities, right. and from like air conditioning liabilities, if we submit a set of drawings that are stamped by an engineer and the city approves those, the exposure belongs to the city and the engineer, not to us. Okay, yeah, they, they, they definitely will be stamped by the engineer. That's, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I, I think you're. In good, I do think you're in good shape, Charlie. Uh, absolutely do. Uh, check with the city and ask them the same questions that you asked us, and uh, okay. they might even be able to give you a little more insight. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you very much. Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate you being here this morning. Thank you, sir. Kind of funny that Don is playing that one because uh, our guest right now, uh, Steve Camady. President of Window World Corporate and I were down in Key West a few months ago and actually saw the Beach Boys together. And we had a great time, and they, of course, did play Kokomo and uh, every other one of their top hits. I would say we had man, we had a good time, didn't we, Steve? Yeah, it was awesome. That was a lot of fun. So, welcome to the show, Steve Camady, uh, a good friend, uh, but but even more importantly, for the purposes of, of this conversation, uh, Steve is the president of the largest home improvement company in the entire nation, and that is Window World. And uh, so happy to have you here with us today, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Steve has been at the helm at Window World for several years now, and uh, in the time that he's been there, he's taken our company uh, in, 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 to, to higher heights and, and, uh, and larger initiatives nationwide, and uh, his leadership has just really and truly been invaluable. And I wanted to bring him in today to talk a little bit about uh, some of the, the national uh, programs that Window World is involved in, both from the home improvement standpoint, but also from our charitable standpoint. And and that's the first thing I really want to talk about with you today, Steve. Can you tell us a little bit about the Window World Cares Foundation? Yeah, I appreciate those comments, Martin. Um, the, the true leadership at our company uh, starts with Tammy Whitworth, the owner and CEO of Window World. And about a decade ago, her and her late husband, Todd, um, you know, feeling as blessed and as fortunate as they have been 
wanted to find another way to give back and they established a charitable foundation called Window World Cares and the primary benefactor of that is St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee and uh, we've been a corporate sponsor for nearly the last decade um, this past year we reached the ten million dollars uh, level in giving to St. Jude and it's just been a blessing to be part of that relationship it, it, it really and truly is a, a tremendous blessing and an honor to be a part of that. Debbie and I have been fortunate enough to go up and tour St. Jude in the past. Uh, we've been up for the John Rich and Friends concert that uh, he hosts every year. And and uh, and speaking of John, there between John and Darius Rucker and Alabama and a lot of these other great Nashville artists uh, really and truly elevate the, the name St. Jude and, and get the word out there and raise a lot of money for it. But as a corporate sponsor and a, and a corporate, uh, rather a corporate partner, uh, Window World is, is really and truly committed to continuing that support of this great organization. And if you don't know about St. Jude and you don't know what they do, not only for children, but also for cancer research in general and, uh, and catastrophic uh, illness research in general, I encourage you to check out St. Jude and, and, uh, and learn more about it. So tell everybody about the, the, the Christmas party and how that evolved with Window World, because I think that's something that's really special and different about us. Yeah, well, you know, a few years ago, again, I give all the credit to Tammy uh, with this. Um, you know, like at any other company, we, we would typically have your, uh, your, your standard type Christmas party, and we wanted to change that up a little bit. And Tammy came up with the idea, you know, we should take our staff and any of our franchise owners that want to join us to Memphis, and rather than just having your, your traditional Christmas party where we would all celebrate, uh, we took the Christmas party to St. Jude. And uh, we, we fill up a tractor trailer full of, uh, of toys and, and other gifts and uh, take it clear across from North Carolina to Memphis. And we spend the day with the kids there, uh, handing out toys, spending time with them, and, and just really enjoying seeing their faces light up. That, that is just uh, tremendous. And if you ever have the opportunity to tour St. Jude, and they do tours daily, um, I highly encourage you to do it. It's going to be emotional. Um, I know a lot of people are hesitant to, to want to do that because they're af afraid of the, uh, the, the atmosphere and the mood. Uh, but I will tell you, it is a joyous mood in that place. Uh, the, the children are so happy. They're so happy it's hard to understand or imagine that some of them are sick because they are so well taken care of. They are so well loved in that place. And it really is an inviting and, and home place for these kids that are going through such a difficult time in their life. And, and it, it goes for their parents, too. Parents are there. And, and what's the truly special thing about St. Jude? Nobody pays for anything. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure uh, most of your listeners have seen the, the television commercials and other advertising that uh, uh, families are encouraged to just focus on getting their, their child well, and they don't have to worry about paying any bills, processing any insurance payments, or any of those types of things. Those worries are taken off of their shoulders, and they can focus on what's important, and that's their child. Yeah, it's, I, I can't say enough good about it, and I'm always happy uh, to talk about St. Jude when and where we can. Uh, in fact, we have a commitment at Window World in San Antonio and Corpus and Window World, uh, Texas in general, uh, to give back on on uh, our contracts. We, we give military discounts, and as part of the military discount, we decided uh, in the last couple of months that uh, Window World TX is going to also donate to Window World Cares on every one of those contracts. And uh, I think we're going to find at the end of the year, Steve, that uh, the numbers are going to go way up. And we're we are so looking forward to that. Uh, we do also want to talk about the Veterans Airlift Command. Tell us a little bit about uh, another one of our charitable organizations that we support. Yeah, our other uh, primary charitable um uh, foundation uh, that we deal with is Veterans Airlift Command. Uh, we have a small plane uh, that Winter World owns that we do use for business purposes, although I'm, I'm proud to say that we, we um, use the plane more for charitable reasons than we do for business reasons. Uh, we're part of this group called Veterans Airlift Command where companies and individuals who own private small aircraft uh, donate that aircraft for use to transport uh, wounded warriors to uh, health-related uh, appointments uh, and other type things like that as well as other just just 
humanitarian and and uh, and family type reasons they may need to go here there or or wherever and you know when you're dealing with uh, in the most severe cases lost limbs and prosthetics if you've ever seen some of those veterans have to go through the TSA screening procedures uh, at the uh, commercial airports it, it can get pretty brutal and this allows them to avoid that whole process um, to go through the private FBOs hop on the planes and we gladly transfer them to where they need to go and to, to avoid some of those negative experiences. Well, I, I could tell you from a local standpoint that uh, in San Antonio, Wind World TX is, has been uh, very blessed and fortunate to be a part of two different Veterans Airlift Command missions. One of them, uh, in fact, the first one that we were part of, a gentleman by the name of Levi Rogers was on that, and Levi has become a good friend in the years since then. And whenever I met him, I said, well, what are your plans, Levi? What are you going to be doing? He said, well, I'm going to be one of the top real estate agents in San Antonio. And doggone it, if three or four years later, I didn't start seeing Levi's signs popping up all over the place, and he really and truly is one of the top real estate agents in San Antonio now. So uh, these gentlemen uh, are just tremendous individuals, and we're so happy to be a part of that. I know that we're up at the top of the hour. We've got to take a break, but I'm not finished talking with Steve yet. And if he'll be gracious enough to stick around for another segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the remodeling industry and trends and what Window World is doing nationwide. Would, would love for you to stick around. Please do. We'll be back in hour number two on the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yours truly, Mark Bamba, along with my buddy Jim Smith. And we are here to help. And uh, graciously agreeing to hang out for a little while longer with us this morning, my buddy uh, Steve Kameny, who is the president of Window World Corporate, uh, based in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, and uh, the largest home improvement company in the nation. Uh, last hour, we talked a little bit about uh, our charitable organizations that we're involved in, the Window World Cares Foundation, as well as the Veterans Airlift Command. And Steve, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do, but do you have a couple of websites we can throw out at people if they want to learn more about these? Oh gosh, the the, the site addresses okay. themselves that's are going right. to escape we'll, me. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, if, we'll get them out there. If, if you Google Veterans Airlift Command, that's going to be the very first hit. You know, Veterans Airlift Command is one of those that surprises me how many people, you know, everybody knows certain uh, veteran charities. They know uh, Homes for Our Troops. That's one that everybody knows, good or bad. Uh, there's other ones that are out there, but Veterans Airlift Command is kind of flies under the radar, no pun intended. But they they are not as well known, and uh, I think that that we're doing a pretty good job nationwide of trying to get that name out there. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons for that is the specific focus or niche that 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 it aims to, and that's that's again very specifically the travel for the veterans for their their family and health related reasons. Yeah, absolutely, and, and Martin. Uh, Yes, sir. Okay, the uh, that webpage is veteransairlift.org. Veteransairlift.org. Fantastic. Yes, sir. And give me give me that Window World uh, uh, the the Window World Cares website as well whenever you get a chance. That, yes, uh, sir. I sure will. Uh, I want to. I should have that in front of me, and I apologize that I don't. Um, but anyway, let's move on to uh, to talking a little bit uh, about Window World nationally. And, of course, as, as the local window world in, in Central and South Texas, uh, you, you know, we're, we're on the ground uh, in, in the homes every day doing our thing locally and being a part of our community. But nationally, uh, what are some initiatives and some, some changes that are happening currently in window world corporate? Well, one of the big things, uh, as you've mentioned a couple of times already, uh, we are America's uh, largest exterior remodeler. We focus strictly on exterior products. We don't do baths or kitchens and so on and so forth on the inside. Um, you know, traditionally we were a window company. Um, we've gone through a recent uh, brand uh, identity change uh, to, 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 to get the uh, to get the word out to the public that we're more than just a window company. We truly are an exterior, a full-service exterior remodeler. Um, all of our stores nationwide carry three core products. That's replacement windows, entry doors, and exterior siding. Uh, one of our new initiatives for this year is, and this is very regionally focused, um, so not necessarily offered coast to coast, but we're bringing roofing 
into the mix. Uh, that's really the last big frontier for us as far as the exterior of the home and being able to go to market um, with offering a solution that addresses the entire exterior envelope of the home. We're excited about that. Absolutely. And and that is really one of those things in, uh, that, that uh, in the evolution of Window World uh, over the last now going on 18 years that Debbie and I have been a part of it has been so exciting to see it go from a regional window company and evolving into the largest exterior remodeler in the entire United States offering just about every type of exterior solution that you can imagine for your home not only windows but insulated siding wall systems traditional siding garage doors patio doors entry doors seamless gutters gutter protection and now roofing uh, in certain regions of the country and uh, I, I, it's one of the things, and, and, and another exciting thing that occurred over the last couple of years, in my opinion, uh, has been the evolution of our brand, uh, our, our logo. And, uh, and every large company uh, in their course of evolution will have to revamp their logo to reflect the times or reflect the change in the company, and, and ours kind of did that. We uh, Traditionally, it had a logo that had windows on either side of it, and consciously, we, uh, we, we took the, the windows, and, and those kind of disappeared, and, and uh, we are certainly doing a much better job, I think, nationally of branding ourselves as what we are, and that is a full exterior remodeling solution. Absolutely. How uh, how important uh, is is energy efficiency uh, as you see it on a nationwide scale in Texas? We know how important it is because uh, we're we're a state that you know has to have low E in our windows. We're a state that has to have energy efficient windows year round. But nationally, from the Energy Star standpoint, what do you see uh, as changes in in the Energy Star program? Yeah, that's a great question, Martin. Um, listen. You know, you can go back decades, and energy efficiency has always been one of the key factors that consumers typically look at when they're they're looking at upgrading some sort of home improvement project uh, in their home. What what has really changed the landscape more recently is uh, Energy Star has really raised the bar. And when I say raise the bar, they raise the bar to the manufacturers and fabricators and, and indicate to them on certain dates you have to achieve whether it be higher R values, lower U values, what, whatever the metric may be. And what we have done at Window World, because we are the largest uh, and we do have buying power as we've gone to our partners, our vendor partners, uh, and have said, listen, you not only have to achieve these, these higher um, energy levels, but you need to do it in the most cost-effective way as possible because the, the risk that's involved when you have any sort of, of governmental intervention, you know, regulating and setting the bar higher is the manufacturer raises their price, it gets kicked down the road to the, to the retailer, and then eventually to the consumer. Uh, we've obviously challenged our vendor partners to do it in the most economical way possible um, so that the least impact to, to the end user um, that we're selling uh, at our Winter World stores. And that really and truly is one of the great benefits to being the volume dealer that we are on a national level is that we have forged relationships with our vendor partners that are second to none. When we talk, they actually listen. And when we request things, they actually acquiesce to them on many occasions um, because of the volume that we do. And and to that end, we pass that savings on to the consumer and the end uh, the end customer, uh, many times saving them thousands of dollars on a given project. And, uh, and and we've consciously done that, and that's been our business model from day one. That's one thing that hasn't changed pleasantly with window world is is our 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 core business model yeah we listen we don't want to necessarily be known as the least expensive but we do want to be known as the best value out there and part of that comes with uh that type of pricing model part of it comes with the transparency of the pricing um and uh, it's yeah that's been tried and true since the uh, beginning of the company and 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 although we certainly have had to uh, uh progress and, and change in certain ways, uh, that is the one thing that we've always been dedicated to is a value to our customers. And, and when we talk about value, you're, you're absolutely correct. Value is not the cheapest. 
value is to me when when quality meets a fair price that's value absolutely and and, uh, and we have we have been the market leader in that continue to be the market leader in that and and i'm so proud to be a part of a company that does that steve i can't thank you enough for being here and talking with us this morning uh i, I know you're a busy guy and uh and it means a lot for you to hang out and spend a little time with me well i thank you it was my pleasure all right brother thank you uh steve Camity, president of window world corporate and uh jim got the 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 information for me for the window world cares foundation it's it's pretty easy it's windowworldcares.com windowworldcares.com if you want to find out more about our charitable organization and how you can contribute and help uh st jude children's research hospital and that fantastic organization we're going to open phone lines back up uh and uh get yourself one while you can 210-599-5555 599-5555 is the number to get in on the conversation. Also coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk about uh, the, the plumbing issue, aren't we, Jim? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's some there's some new news on the on the front of the plum, Board of Plumbing Examiners issue. That's been a hot topic over the last few weeks on our show, and we will share with you the latest. Uh, Jim has some great information that he's going to share with you coming up. Hey, 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 welcome back, everybody. It's the KTSA Home Improvement Show. It's 922 on AM 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Martin Bamba. That's my buddy Jim Smith. And we are here to help. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We will be uh, talking about uh, developments in the uh, plumbing issue at the state level uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Jim's got some, some new information for us on that. Uh, but right now, let's get back to the phone lines. Lloyd, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Morning. Morning. How can we help you this morning, Lloyd? I've got a heat pump question. Okay. And the house that's located in is in North Texas, so that changes things a little bit, maybe. But okay. Thanks to Tree Huggers R Us, the price of our, you know, Freon, they're telling me it's cheaper to put in a new system rather than to recharge what I've got. Right. So I'll replace a perfectly good system. Lloyd, listen, I, I, I hate to do this to you, and I don't want to hang up on you, but we are going to put you on hold. Uh, for some reason, your connection is, is really bad, and we can barely understand what you're, what you're saying. Could you just hang up and call us back, and, and we'll be happy to take your call. Just need to make sure that the connection's good, because we're not getting but about every three words that you're saying. Uh, let's go to Virginia. Virginia, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good Good morning, Martin. How are you doing? Good. I am fantastic, Virginia. How are you this morning? Right. I have a question to ask you. Um, is it uh, a new trend for homes that are being remodeled to paint the traditional brick? I don't know that it's a new trend. Uh, however, I haven't seen it as a new trend. I have had several people, though, over the last few months ask me about painting brick. And uh, for some people, that's appealing uh, and, and, and I don't mean that as a, as a pun because that's what it's going to be doing after about 10 years is appealing. But, uh, yes, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, 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 sometimes I just astound myself. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that was so stupid. You're killing me, Smart. That was so question. stupid. Is it traditional to paint the brick the same shade as the roof? That is just... Uh, Isn't to that me, astounding? We have that situation yeah. going on in our neighborhood, and it's yeah, got it's, everybody up in arms. You know, I, I mean, everybody has their own particular individual taste. I do know that much. Um, and, and sometimes it's not in line with what traditional taste would be. Um, I don't think that that is a trend by any f- stretch of the imagination. No. It, 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 it's nothing that I have seen nationally or locally tells me that that's any kind Cape of a trend. Cod, though, on the water? We've seen it up on the East Coast. On the East Coast, yeah. On the East Coast, it is a little bit different, though. And, and uh, you know, to my knowledge, there aren't many Cape Cod-style houses in San Antonio. Um, or, well, or There's going to be one now. This is why I'm calling you. <laughs> gray on gray roof. Well, maybe they came from New England. You don't know. Yeah. You know, it's possible. Okay. Uh, and, right. You know, and I've got nothing against a gray brick. I, I think gray brick is beautiful. 
for me, painting brick any color, the, the only issue that I have with it is the fact that you're going to have to repaint it again in the future. And, and if your idea is having as maintenance-free a home as possible, you might want to reconsider that idea. Uh, however, if you accept the fact that you're going to have to repaint it, and you like the look of a painted brick, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just uh, you, you just have to know okay. it's going to be a maintenance issue in the future. But you also have to keep in mind that much like the old wood clapboard houses, yes. after several coats of paint that you put on there, you're going to have all of the lines and ridges and bumps and grooves from mm-hmm. the as the different layers of paint have peeled off. Because you if, once you've painted that brick, you can pressure wash it and pressure wash it, and you'll never get all of the paint off. Okay. Um, so it, it, over the over the period of of several paint jobs, then you're going to have that same uh, look that the old clapboard houses used to have, where you can seal see where the paint peeled under the new coat of paint. Oh my! Well, uh, thank you so much for your help. We just wondered because we had never seen any brick in our neighborhood ever painted. Well, and and uh, is there? Let me ask you this: Are you in an HOA neighborhood? No, it used to be, but that uh, kind of went belly up about 25 years ago. Yeah, so there's really not a whole lot you can do about it. But if, if it was an HOA neighborhood and there were guidelines, you could always go to those guidelines, and maybe they did and maybe they didn't have some kind of a, a prohibition of that type of, of uh you know, exterior, but okay. with it being non-HOA, uh, you know, that's there are good things and bad things about non-HOA neighborhoods. The good thing is you can do whatever you want. The bad thing is exactly. you can do whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. But uh, you have seen brick being painted, though. Oh, oh of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. For years and years, okay. people have painted brick. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, well, thank you okay. for your time. You're sure welcome. Appreciate Thank it. you so much. Thanks Martin, for being a part of the show, Virginia. Martin, we got Lloyd back on the line. You want to jump to him? Yeah, let's let's try that. Hey, hey, Lloyd, let's try you again, man. Good morning. Hopefully this works better. Oh, awesome. oh so much better. Yes. So much better. Let's start from the top, bud. Okay. Heat pump question. The house is in North Texas. Okay. And it's regular Freon, and they're telling me that it's cheaper to replace the whole system than it is to recharge it because of the price of Freon. Well, Freon, first thing, Freon is actually a brand name. Um, it's 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 owned by DuPont Manufacturing, and it's actually a brand name. What you're dealing with is that you have R22 refrigerant. That's the refrigerant designator in your system is R22. And what they're telling you is absolutely correct. R22 is very, very expensive, and to the point that the EPA has actually passed down mandates that if you have a leak rate of more than, I believe it's 10% per calendar year, you cannot repair the leak and recharge it. You have to replace it. Okay. Um, so what they're telling you is absolutely true. And as far as doing away with the R22, um, in some aspects, I agree with you when you said, because I, I did catch earlier, you were talking about that uh, because of the, and I won't use your words, but because of uh, influences from certain sections of people that it's been outlawed. Um, yes, it should not have been, in my opinion, as as rudely or as, as, as strongly sanctioned as it has been, but it did need some sanctions because the abuse and the venting of it was running rampant. My, my question is, I'm in a disagreement with the, the contractor. They're wanting to go back with a, it's a dual fuel heat pump. Mm-hmm. And they're wanting to go back with just a air conditioner slash furnace set up. Okay, the dual and fuel. I wanted to get your thoughts. The dual fuel heat pump on that system, with you being in North Texas, it is going to be the absolute most efficient system you can put in. I and and it, it floors me that the contractor wants to go back with a uh, straight cool and gas heat system because the cost of a dual fuel a new dual fuel system the contractor would make a whole lot more money putting in a dual fuel system. I would be careful because that in all the contractors that I know and I've worked with over my life the only reason that one would walk away from a dual fuel system install is because they don't they're not sure how to install it or how to how to program it or set it up. Okay. I would be real careful and get another opinion on that because there is nothing on the market more efficient for your climate. Um, northern Texas, which you get the hot of the hottest of the hot and the coldest of the cold. 
there is nothing more efficient for your area than a dual fuel heat pump system. Okay. Okay. They, they, I mean, I haven't seen their estimates yet. They were just saying there was a significant difference in the prices. There is. That, there is. There's a, they, a significant difference. They didn't figure that the difference would be recouped, but that's that was their. There's two things to I look didn't at. Agree with them. Yeah, I didn't agree with them, but that was where they were coming from. Well, there's two things to look at on that. As far as recouping the difference, there, uh, you um, first off, if this is your forever forever home, if you're going to stay there for a while, then uh, you will eventually recoup the difference, um, I believe. Um, but even if it's not your forever home, when you get ready to sell it, you if if you if you tote the fact that you have a dual fuel system in there, it's it is going to help the sellability of the home. Okay. Okay. Okay, I appreciate your time and your thoughts. Yes, sir. Well, you're sure welcome, and thanks for being a part of the show this morning. Great question. Really appreciate that. Those calls are our priorities. So let's get to Raymond. Raymond, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hi, Martin. I was calling today because um, I'm actually a realtor in town. Yeah. And uh, I was. I have a client that they're interested in doing a full remodel on a foreclosure, and I was just wondering if you had any general contractors that can take care of everything Ooh. Uh, drop me an email my email is jsmith at windowworldtx.com I do have a contractor that I've worked with on several projects okay there you go I'll, I'll go ahead and do that <laughs> sounds like a plan anything else we can help you with now of course you know if, if, if you bring this contractor in then you're going to have to call us for the windows <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I told my buddy. He's the one that's buying the house. And I go, I, I always hear Martin on KTSA, so we'll go ahead and give him a call. Well, I appreciate that, man. If there's anything that we can do to help you, you let us know. But Joe will be happy to share that information with you, okay? Yes, sir. Just drop me an email and remind me, please. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot for being a part of the show this morning. David, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I had a question to ask. Um, I live in San Antonio. There's hot water. Uh, most of the houses have water softeners, and my house was never plumbed for it. So when the um, I called to get some estimates, and people came out, and one of the solutions, instead of a water softener, they're saying that is available, is a device that you connect to your pipe, that sends a like a frequency through the, the the water that breaks up the modules, and I don't know if I can name the company. It's um, a Flowtech inline water systems is is one of the ones they're recommending. Okay. And I went online and started re- researching it, and the company has a video out there of what it does. Um, but I hear pros and cons. And so I'm not sure if it's if it's a scam or it's just something that really won't work here, but it might work somewhere else. I've just never heard of that before. Well, and in my opinion, it's it's not a scam. It's absolutely not a okay. scam. There, there's two ways to take care of hard water. You're either going to remove the minerals from the water or you are going to make it to where the minerals don't separate from the water. Where you have hard water problems is when the minerals separate from the water. Um, that's where your hard water, uh, that's where your minerals uh, cause deposits and clog up in your appliances, your fixtures, your plumbing fixtures, your faucets, your valves, um, when, the, when the minerals are separating from the water. What the inline systems do is that they either ionize or deionize, de- they go either way. Um, typically, and they will prevent those minerals from separating from the water. So, therefore, it's going to it's going to help with keeping those minerals from clogging up your system. Now, a con to this system is that you don't have the soft water feeling after you take a shower, or the nice soft water with no minerals for cooking or drinking. You, the minerals are still there; they just don't separate as easily as they would from just standard tap water. Okay, so what is the best system you would? recommend if you were you had a house uh i would i'm a traditionalist kind of guy um i would recommend getting a good quote uh, from a reputable uh, plumbing company on having them uh plumb in a a a water softener okay okay that's what i was thinking too and and i recommend you 
I recommend Alamo Water Softeners. I, I think Alamo Water Softeners is a great family-owned local business, and uh, and there's a couple other really good ones out there as well. There's there, there's other good ones, but Alamo Water Softeners is one I'd recommend. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, Thank sir. you. Appreciate it very much. You know, the, the, the RO systems and the magnetic systems, they have their place, but they are not a water softening system. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think they'll do any harm. I just don't know if they do as much good as sometimes they're touted to do. Right. No, and that's what I was saying is, Martin, it just they, they don't take the minerals out. All they do is make it where the minerals don't separate from the water. Right. So right. you don't get those buildups. It's, it, but it, the, the minerals are still there. If your idea or what you're looking for, which typically that's what folks want to do when they soften their water, is get the minerals out. Right. And the only way That's you're going to do that is with a, uh, a either a traditional water softening system or a kinetic water softening system. Well, there you go. There you go. 9-4. Well, I was driving into work in my SUV, but I didn't know what was in front of me. Too bad I didn't know that my commute was whacked. Now I'm sitting on the road in a jam that's packed. F-R-E-E, that spells free. Traffic and weather reports, baby. Between I-10 and Fair Oaks Park, we now police are directing traffic with the closure. You can expect some heavy traffic. KTSA Time Saver Traffic gets you where you need to go faster. F-R-E-E, that spells free. Traffic and weather reports, baby. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Welcome back, everybody. It's the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Sounds of summer. Thanks to Don Cooper-Stevens. Thank you, sir. It's been a great show so far. Uh, our thanks to Steve Kameny, president of Window World Corporate, for uh, sitting in with us today and chatting a little bit about uh, our Window World Cares Foundation, the Veterans Airlift Command, and and uh, national uh, initiatives and, and trends and remodeling. We appreciate so much Steve dropping by and spending some time with us this morning. Uh, right now, uh, Jim is going to talk a little bit about uh, the plumbing issue that we've talked about the last several weeks, and really have had some uh, you know some uh, good discussion on on the show here so what is the latest on uh, on that jim the latest is is that governor greg abbott on thursday signed an executive order extending the life of the plumbing examiner's board on a, through 2020 i'm sorry through 2021 he extended it through 2021 um his reason the reasons cited for extending the board were the continued efforts for the rebuilding of the infrastructure medical facilities uh hospitals living facilities um and so on uh after the effects of hurricane harvey um this is there's a lot of uh, work still going on in those areas so the executive order was issued uh extending till 2021 or until um all disaster relief efforts are exhausted okay and uh, that that sounds like that will be a relief uh, in the minds of, of most plumbers. I you got seventy one thousand plumbers right now that are that are happy. <laughs> yeah. And the what what this means is that basically um, all that Governor Abbott has done is he's extended the life so that if it, if it is, if the choice is to disband the board, all that the plumbers are asking for is give us something that's going to replace them in a regulatory fashion. Rather than just saying anyone in Texas can be a plumber if they've got a pipe wrench. Okay, and uh, is there any any definition of time that this is has kind of been put on hold? His his, his executive order capability allowed him to extend it till twenty twenty one, which is the eighty seventh, I believe it's eighty seventh legislative, uh, with when they convene. So they're going to have to bring it back up in the twenty twenty one legislative session. Um, at that point, hopefully, they have come up with a plan for replacing it. Okay. Uh, so, so it sounds like about a year and a half or so. Uh, right. They've they've right. got to kind of figure this deal out and and see what's going to happen. Uh, I'm wondering if it will be put to a vote, um, or if it's just uh, something that's going to organically, uh, you know, happen. I think that there are enough plumbers out there and enough concerned citizens that we should be able to get a referendum put through that's going to make it where instead of the uh, the legislative uh, session being able to just disband it, they're going to have to vote on it as a proposition. 
I would hope that 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 we can accomplish that in a year and a half. I would I would certainly think so. I would certainly think so. And um, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm very glad that uh, that the governor has done this. I think that it's you know it it it, it, was, it was the sensible thing to do in my opinion. Uh, I don't think they're just killing it outright without any kind of a vote or any kind of uh, real input from the people who it affects the most w- was a good decision. So uh, he he certainly is, has proven, uh, in my opinion, my estimation, to make the right decision on this. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not saying that the uh, Texas State Board of Plumbing Examiners is the end-all, be-all. These guys are a pain in the butt to work with. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're the end-all, be-all. I'm saying that they're the best we have Let's don't disband this until we have something else in place. You know, p- folks can complain about uh, regulations and government and so on, but there are certain things that don't need to be deregulated. Imagine if the National Traffic Safety Council was disbanded and people could put four tires on, on a piece of metal and a motor and call it a car. Right. <laughs> I mean, let's think about this, folks. There are certain things that we need regulations to, to, to protect the safety of people from inscrupulous with for with for lack of a better a, a better term horrible contractors uh, and there are and, yes. and sadly and sadly there are plenty of them well we started the show today with somebody who not a plumber but had hired a contractor who uh presented himself to be a professional in his field who did a terrible job for him and now he's having to pay double to get it cleaned up now right. if that happens with drywall it's uh, an eyesore and uh, an inconvenience. If it happens with plumbing, it can be a terribly costly endeavor. Absolutely. Imagine a uh, a uh, a sanitation engineer, um, you know, uh, working in a in a building, uh, getting laid off, and then just going and buying a pipe wrench and saying, "Okay, I'm a plumber." Yeah, I, I and just, I'm not that... saying that there's anything wrong with that trade. I'm just saying that it's two different trades. It's absolutely two different trades. There needs to be training and an apprenticeship program and the folks that we turn loose to determine whether or not we're going to have clean drinking water and that the the, the, the waste is going to be disposed of properly. These folks that we turn to to make sure this is going to happen need to be trained and licensed individuals. With, without a doubt, and uh, and I, I'd be the first to agree with you on that. Well, uh, good good developments, and uh, and thanks for staying on top of this, Jim. I know this has been something you've been watching closely and following closely, and uh, yeah, and I've been a little pa- I've been a little passionate about it. <laughs> you, you you have been you have been, but that's but that's good. You know, our listeners need to know this, and uh, and and certainly uh, we don't take any credit for what Governor Abbott did. But, Absolutely uh, but not. But it's the voices of uh, of of folks like. Jim and myself and and the listeners and plumbers out there that did make this happen and uh, and and we appreciate that it did. Uh, you know we uh, we we love hearing from our listeners even if they if if they don't feel like calling in and don't feel like being a part of the show on the air. I understand that. Uh, so we we do have email addresses that you can reach us during the week and send in your your questions or or maybe uh, you, you need some direction in a certain area or, or even a comment. We'd love to hear from you uh, during the week. You can reach Jim at J Smith at windowworldtx.com. And uh, you can always uh, drop me a line at M Bomba. That's spelled B O M B A M Bomba at windowworldtx.com. I'd love to hear from you. And, uh, and, and as quickly as I can uh, and as quickly as Jim can, we do respond to those emails, uh, even if it's a uh, we don't know. <laughs> so, absolutely, absolutely. It's pretty rare. It's pretty rare you'll get that answer from us, but we're going to respond one way or the other Martin, and hopefully I did want, be able to help you. I did want to mention one thing about that. I had an email that had come to me that got sent back. Folks, put us in your safe sender list. Uh, yes, yes, you have to do that, or you may not get that response from us. Right. Uh, hey, coming up next hour, it's Louis Siriani and the KTSA Automotive Show. Later on this afternoon, it's Mike and Holly Hermes and the What's It Worth Show. And we invite you to stick around and uh, check out some more of the great programming on KTSA today. We'll see you next week right here, same time, same place, on the KTSA Home Improvement Show.